Welcome to Bikini Diaries. I'm Naima Thompson, businesswoman and IFBB bikini professional. Here, you will get the inside scoop from many bikini professionals and myself as we dive deep into the inner core of our triumphs, hardships, and evolution. This podcast was made to inspire, resonate, and enlighten others with all talks bikini in hopes that you never give up on your dreams. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Now let's talk bikini. Dear Diary. This episode is brought to you guys by Team Boss Bodies. Have you ever wanted to prep for a show but have nowhere to start? Or are you that person who has no interest in prepping for a show at all, but you just want to get that really nice bikini bod? Or have you already accomplished your bikini bod and you've already been on stage, but you just want something a little bit more in your prep? You're just really ready to take it to the next level. Are you someone who wants to try a healthy approach to this dieting game? You want individualized attention and someone to be your guide telling you exactly what to do and when to do it and to also be your number one supporter. If you want to feel a part of a community where all of your goals really matter and you're achieving results and the results are actually maintainable, then I am so excited to invite you into the club. Team Boss Bodies is exactly for you. We specialize in women's health. We help women to reach their health and fitness goals. We believe in keeping food as high as possible and cardio as low as possible. We customize your meal plans to your likes and your dislikes. And we also create a plan that is sustainable for your life for the long haul. You also have the option of choosing a more flexible plan if you want to count macros. Each plan includes your training, nutrition, cardio, and supplementation. Plans are adjusted weekly to a bi-weekly basis, and you are checking in twice a week. There's ongoing assessment to target your strengths and your weaknesses, weekly consultations, and ongoing guidance. You get 24-7 access to your coaches through text and email. And let's not forget our perks. We have a Facebook group that's going to help keep you accountable and invite you into a community that loves you and that is on the same journey as you. And team shows to get all of our girls involved. So if this is for you and you're ready to give it a try, you can go to teambossbodies.com apply and use the code Bikini Diaries for 15% off your packages. Now let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Bikini Diaries podcast. It's Tuesday. I am so excited. Currently, let me see, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm that slow. <laughs> four more days, four more days until I go to the Legends Classic. Um, that is going to be in Vegas. Super excited. Thank you so much for supporting me thus far. I'm going to be doing a solo episode today, and I'm actually very, very um, proud of myself that I worked up the courage to not only do this during peak week, but just to do this in the midst of how much is going on. If you are a competitor, you absolutely understand the grind and everything it takes and everything that you put into a show. But I just really, really had the urge to come today and talk to you guys about 
the hidden secrets of bikini competitions. So I'm pretty sure if you are competing right now, or maybe you haven't competed yet, uh, from the outside, it looks like one thing. And then as you watch social media and you follow a lot of the people that you follow, it starts to look like a couple of other things, things that you wouldn't normally um, think that would happen, actually happen. And, you know, there's just so many different questions that people have and so many what I'd like to call hidden secrets. So I would like to talk to you today to just kind of um, throw some things out there, share my experiences so that you can become wiser, smarter, and maybe approach different situations if these situations happen to you. You can approach them in a different way or maybe just kind of bring in a different perspective of things. So... What I thought bikini was going to be like before I started was completely different than what it actually was. <laughs> Again, I'm sure you all can relate. I want to start with number one. So when I first started doing this, I thought it would be a really fun way to get into the best shape of my life. I'm like, oh my God, like, this is so cool. I'm going to get ripped. I'm going to look hot. I'm going to, you know, have a banging body. This is going to be absolutely wonderful. Well, what it ended up being was a job it felt like a chore and I had to make lots and lots of sacrifices. So if, when I thought about competing before I started, I thought, you know, I love the gym. I'm going to love to go to the gym and, you know, hit PRs and it's going to be grand and I'm going to have so much fun. I'm going to lift heavy weights. But as time went on, I really felt like, wow, now I have to do this. I can't take a day off if I needed to because I have a show to do. Everything kind of uh, felt a little bit different. The gym got harder as the diet got stricter. Um, I felt like it became a chore, meaning I couldn't skip the gym if I wanted to do a good job. And because you're in a deficit, you're not hitting PRs. You're just trying to make it through the workout. Not only that, but going to the gym is actually something that is required of you if you want to be successful in the so in, into the sport. So I didn't realize how many things I had to sacrifice. So you know, if I was going to the gym an hour a day or two hours a day, and I was going at night after work, well, that was the one thing that I had to do after work. So if someone wanted to hang out after work, well, I either had one of two choices: I could change my gym time around, or I could. Oh, I had to skip the uh, event with my friends. So those were things that I noticed right away that I had to do. And those were things that I didn't think that would actually happen when it came to um, competing. Like I said, I thought it was going to be fun. I thought it was going to be a great way to get into good shape. But it ended up feeling like a job and a chore and um, something that became that actually I had to put a lot more into it than I thought. And not to mention, 
it can be unhealthy at times. Now, when I first started competing, I didn't have a lot of knowledge when it came to um, nutrition as far as, well, I had a lot of knowledge when it came to nutrition, but I didn't know the harmful effects certain techniques could have on the body. So in the beginning, I had coaches that didn't believe in putting fats in my diet. I had coaches that didn't believe in fruits. So I, in the past, had followed diets where I didn't have any fats or I didn't have any fruits. And obviously, that was not very, very healthy. Now, I wasn't someone who ever lost a period for a very, very long time. I never had any crazy imbalances. And yes, I did do blood work and I was always very much normal. But I have seen and I have noticed that a lot of girls are having issues, and this is probably um, coming from the tactics that some of these um, some of these coaches may be using. So, whenever you're going to pick a coach, you definitely want to ask them what kind of tactics they use, what are their belief systems as far as um, diet is concerned, so that you're not being put in a position where you know you are completely wiping out all sugars, <laughs> and you are completely wiping out all. Um, fats in your diet because as females, in order to regulate our hormones, we need a, an adequate amount of fats in our diets. And I'm sure a lot of you have have learned that in the Bikini Diary series. Now on the flip side of things, and I will be talking about all of the flip sides because there's always a flip side of every single experience that I have had in competing and it's absolutely amazing and it should be talked about in both lights. On the flip side of things, even though I thought what was going to be so much fun all the time was not necessarily fun 24-7, I will say that I did learn a lot about nutrition. I learned about what my body can handle, what my body can't handle. I'm very, very much in tune with my body, which is so important and I do not take that for granted. There are a lot of people in society that they don't know when they they are feeling lightheaded or when they are not getting an, an adequate amount of water or when they're pushing their bodies too much. They don't know how to listen to their body. They don't know what it feels like to feel certain things. And I can tell you exactly when my when I eat something and it upsets my stomach or I can tell you exactly when my body's just had a little bit too much um a little bit too much stress. I'm very much in tune with my body and I feel like it's definitely helped me so that I can take care of it and nurture it the way that it's it, it needs. Um, and anytime that I go into a doctor's office, I can tell them the dates. I can tell them how I felt when this happened, when that happened, and it better... Um, it better diagnoses myself anytime that I'm in the doctor's office, which makes me feel 100% more confident um, about my health and about um, the things, the choices that I make in my life. So yes, on the flip side, it has definitely taught me a lot about being more in tune with my body. It's taught me a lot about nutrition as far as what healthy um, proteins are versus what, um, you know, what lean proteins are versus what fatty proteins are, uh, what are the best sources of protein, um, what, what um, you know, when's the best time to have, you know, fruit or exactly how to balance my lifestyle in general. When I was younger growing up, I always had had a second plate. That was something I did. I loved eating a very, very large amount and a lot, a lot of food. 
And I'm not going to lie, I'm still a big eater, but now I know how to make proper choices and I am very much in love with vegetables and I love the different tastes of the of the different vegetables. I love having colorful foods and these are all such very, very positive things that I can take away um, from the experience that I had. So that is number one. <laughs> number two would have to be I thought when I was doing a sport, I was just doing a sport with a bunch of girls, and it didn't occur to me that not every girl was doing exactly what I was doing. So to be more frank, I thought everyone was natural, and I had no idea, and I did not understand the whole anabolic side of competing. I didn't know how prominent it was in the bikini world for girls to be taking fat burners or... um, um, any kind of steroid or any kind of performance enhancements. I was very much naive in the sport going in, and I um, I just had no idea. And honestly, it would kind of hurt me in a, in a sense because I would play the comparison game, which I'm sure a lot of you girls do this. I know I'm guilty of it especially in the beginning, I would compare myself to other females and I would look at them and wonder, why do I not look like them? Or after a year of competing, I've been competing for a year, why don't I look like that? Or, you know, I've had a very athletic background, why why can't I look like her? Why am I not a professional yet? These are all things that I did and it's just because of my lack of knowledge of the different tactics that people would use to get advance to advance to the next level. Um, Luckily, I'm so blessed that I was naive and I did find um, my coach Casey ahead of time before I was um, convinced or persuaded to go outside of my beliefs in order to get ahead. So that's something that I was very, very grateful for. Now, on the flip side of things, things that I've learned, I've learned to take this sport as a journey. I used to watch social media and read people's posts. This is the journey, you know, uh, follow the journey, trust the process. And I used to just post the same garbage, trust the process. This is the journey, follow the journey, wait, hold, whatever. I literally did not know what that meant. I, I literally would read that and be like, that's gibberish. But now, you know, I think this is like my fifth or sixth year going into competing. I definitely understand it. Competing does doesn't end, it doesn't end, you know, um, dieting doesn't end, especially as a female, wanting to be healthy, wanting to have a better life for yourself, it doesn't end, it's an everyday thing, 24-7 thing that you always want to um, do the best that you can do and you always want to continuously educate yourself and creating healthy lifestyles and, um, you know, getting rid of uh, bad habits. So one thing that I learned And the whole process of playing the comparison game and being in the sport a little bit longer is that I really just need to make it a individualized sport for myself. So don't compare myself to the person next to me because I'm not that person. And when I compete, the judges are not necessarily always comparing me against somebody else. They're comparing, sometimes they're comparing um, my show from the last show, my overall physique and 
me bringing my best me to the stage. And that's all I can do. I have zero control over what anyone around me is doing. The only control that I have is control over myself, control over the choices that I make, and therefore I only need to compare what it is that I can control. I can control my last prep from this prep, but I can't control what uh, Sophia and Molly are doing. <laughs> Sophia and Molly are not Naima. So really going into every show, comparing myself from the last, um, trying to be better than I was the day before is really the way that I need to do it because it is my journey. I don't know anyone else's stories. I only know mine. And that is the most important story. And that's where you're going to find the most fulfillment in this journey when you're only thinking about you. And and I will also tell you this, when I started competing, I always had a very softer, I would consider a softer look. And I would always get so intimidated by the girls that were a lot harder than me. And one thing that I noticed was that when we would compete, I would always beat a lot of the girls that I would follow. I would follow the heck out of girls and compare so many girls and beat myself up about, you know, maybe this doesn't look good enough or that doesn't look good enough. I need to be better doing this. And then I would get there and I would win and I would really you know, it's not always about that. I have no control over that. I just need to bring my best package from head to toe and that is it. And I also wanted to iterate that the most important lesson that I have learned, or I should say one of the most important lessons that I have learned, is that you do not need to take anabolics to become a professional in the sport. You don't even need to use a fat burner. For the past, I want to say three years now, I have been drinking coffee and Monster, and those have been my fat burners. Um, I don't do any pre-workouts, not saying that if you do do these things that those things are bad for you or I have, I'm have. i judging you, absolutely not, never judging anyone. I'm just letting you know that if you do it the other way because you would like a different to do a different approach, you're going to be okay, and I promise you, you can still turn pro without any of these things No, um, uh, you know, over-the-counter hardeners or, or prescription hardeners or any of those things. Like, you can just be, you can just take your supplements, you can just work out, you can just follow your diet, and you can just definitely give it the time that your body needs. And I promise you, you can still turn pro. I did it and I expect to continue to do it so that I can teach other girls and educate other girls on um, how they can do this and be a good example. Um, so yes. So that was number two. That was something that I just wanted to talk to you girls about because it is something that we don't talk about enough of, but it is out there. And just know that, you know, try to com- try when you when you catch yourself looking at other people's photos, and I do the same thing, pull up your progress photos and see how your mind um, and your perspective of things change. Now, I'm going to move on to the third one, and this one is kind of funny. So I thought when I started competing, once I get that bomb body, I am going to look good forever. I'm going to be looking good in my 20s. I'm going to be hot in my 30s and my 40s and beyond. 
I had no idea that the first time I stepped off stage, I was going to want to eat everything in sight. That little girl, Naima, who grew up eating, you know, two plates, you know, at every dinner time, did not change after the show. Those habits did not go out because I did a 12-week prep. No, they came back. Yes, they did. I would eat so much and I would not binge. I'm not a binger by any means. But I would eat, you know, four desserts throughout the day, you know, maybe, uh, you know, a large dinner or whatnot, and then wake up for breakfast the next day and go out for breakfast. And, you know, if I didn't stop these habits and in two days, yes, I would gain weight and I would rebound, of course. And my version of rebounding may not be everybody else's version of rebounding. I have always been around 135 to 140 pounds all my life. And in every off season, I get back to around the same weight. So in my opinion, resetting my system back to what it's used to my entire life is not a rebound. And I would never, I don't like to use that word rebound because I think it's a negative term. And I think that people uh, associate rebound with failure. And it's it's not a failure. You're not a failure if you gain weight. And it's a natural process. And honestly, in my opinion, it's a very um, uh, necessary process. But going back to what I was talking about before, yes, I would eat a lot and and those taste buds would come back and my body wouldn't look lean again. So I noticed right away that if I start doing competing did not mean that I was going to look good forever. If anything, it just meant that I had to be a stronger human in prep and an even stronger human outside of prep. And I will tell you, it was a lot easier because before I even started competing, I could eat whatever I wanted. I could eat those second plates and not gain a pound. Now that I'm a competitor, my body is so much more sensitive to foods. If I overeat, I'm going to pay for it the next day. I'm going to gain a few pounds. You know, back in the day, I could eat, you know, so much and not gain a single pound. Now it's something I really need to watch out from. So that was something I learned quite fast. And I'm sure you ladies can definitely relate. So on the flip side, what did I learn from this experience? I learned how to love myself, how to not have body dysmorphia, how to realize that I am beautiful no matter what stage I am in my life, whether I am heavier whether I am lighter, whether I am on stage, off stage, whether I have my wig on or my wig off, whether I'm wearing a bandana or a hat. Yes, I did mention a wig. Whether I am, you know, my hair is natural and froed or curly or whatever the case is, it does not matter. I need to love myself because if I don't love myself, how do I expect anyone else to love me? The most important person in your life is going to be yourself. You are the most important person in your life. You are a blessing. And it is so important to take care of who you are and treat yourself as a temple of light because the better you treat yourself, the better you're going to be able to treat others 
and the better this world is going to become. It's a ripple effect. It's an energy. It's it's uh it, that's exactly what it is. We are all um we are all made up of energy and the more positive and more nurturing our energy cells are, the more nurturing and positive that light is going to give off and the happier we can all become and the more enlightened that we can all become and the more freeing we can all become and it's just all really good things and I think that if I did not compete I would have never ever understood what it meant to actually take care of myself what the differences were I would have never understood how to love myself even when I may not be feeling the most comfortable or the most uh, fitted version of myself or fit version of myself. So that was something that I most definitely learned and I loved. So moving on to number four. <laughs> now <laughs> I'm laughing again because these are just so serious. So, so, so silly. So another thing that I thought that was going to happen when I started competing was that I was going to get rich Yes, I was going to make so much money and I was going to be, you know, uh, just living it up, buying whatever, traveling around the world. And and it was just going to be, you know, so easy and and it was going to be the quickest way to get rich, right? Because social media is easy and, and competing was great and I was doing so well and all of the girls that I looked up to that I saw on social media, they were rich, right? Of course, I saw them everywhere. They had to be rich. Absolutely freaking not. If you were in this sport to get rich, you better find a different sport because this sport is not going to make you rich. (laughs) I don't care if you're sponsored by the biggest names out there. You are not going to get rich rich in this sport. Miss Bikini Olympia, I think, was gifted with $32,000 last year for one show. $32,000 is not rich money. You know, when I think about being rich, I think about having, everyone has their own perception of, of what they think rich is as far as money is concerned. But I think multi-million dollar rich you know and I was thinking like yeah I'm gonna make so much money everybody's going to love me you know and it just seems it just sounds so vain but uh (laughs) I swear it comes from a good place I promise but but you know that wasn't the case I was not rich I noticed right away that when you get sponsored these companies you know it is a give and take they want to help you out but and and you may get lucky enough to be able to pay your bills or you or or you know uh help you with buying groceries or help you with your hotel stays or or maybe your supplements or or maybe there is a monthly stipend that can help you pay your bills but not to get rich and and that's totally okay because guess what I learned? I learned how to start a business. I learned developed a lot of skills and I learned that the only way to financial freedom is to have something of your own and build from there. I also learned how to create a healthy relationship around money and how the 
the way I was raised and the way that I thought about money may have not have been the healthiest way for me to be able to produce money. So for instance, when I was younger, we were able to have um, basically anything that we wanted, but we were not rich at all. My mother was a single mother of two and she was such a hard worker. She would work all the time. So you can only imagine how tough it was for her to provide for two little girls. But whenever my mom had to make a really big purchase on anything like school clothes or Christmas, she'd always, you know, tell us like it's a sacrifice, you know, I'm sacrificing so that you guys can have the things that you need. So when I got older, whenever I spent money on anything, I always felt like I was sacrificing, like it was um, a lot for me to give. And it really didn't have to be that way. Um, Giving money doesn't have to be a sacrifice. Uh, Money is energy. So really, it's just energy. I'm taking my energy and giving it to you. And now you have energy that you can give to other people and you can use that way. So it's nice to be able to detach yourself from the idea that giving is a sacrifice. Another way someone might develop an unhealthy relationship with money is if they see their parents fighting all the time about money. So then they think that money creates um, problems. It creates conflict. So they naturally and subconsciously try not to make money because they see that this caused so much havoc in their life. So it's almost impossible for them to make money. So moving back on to what I was saying is the fact that I realized that I was not going to get rich and in my life I would like financial freedom because I just want to be free um, to do things that I love to do like most people in life. I realized that I needed to create a better relationship with money in order to do the things that I wanted to do. And I don't think that that I would have ever ran into that if I was not you know, I guess, not really chasing competing for the wrong reasons, but had that perception of what competing could do for me. (laughs) Oh, gosh, I probably sound crazy now. But I want to be completely honest with you, ladies, I am, I am, I'm speaking my heart and my mind to you. And the last thing that I wanted to talk about was that I I thought that I would be famous. Yeah, I'm sure you remember, you know, watching um, Natalia Mello and you watched um, Paige Hathaway and um, I mean, so many of these fitness girls. And when I was younger, I wanted to be a model. I always wanted to model, but I was never tall enough. So I said, you know what, I'm going to be a fitness model. And then I said, I'm going to compete and I'm going to model you know, I'm going to stay in shape forever, have the best body forever, and then get signed and be famous. And, and yeah, and that's going to be so great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give followers. Woo, woo, woo. Well, honestly, I had no idea what I was talking about or what any of that meant. And I learned quite quickly that competing is not going to make you famous because there are a lot of wonderful, beautiful, strong athletes who are succeeding at this sport and nobody knows who they are. And, you know, competing in when you compete, you are sacrificing a lot. You're putting your body through a lot. It is a lot of work and it does not guarantee you exposure at all when it comes to having a large audience. That comes completely separate. 
And so I learned that quite quickly. I remember being when I first started my um his my competition history. I used to post all the time, and I used to spend a lot of money on photo shoots because I thought, oh, if I spend all this money on photo shoots, I get more followers. And I didn't even realize that that really didn't equate to anything. And half the time, that didn't even work. And nowadays, people everybody pays for followers. They pay for these managing managers who manage their sites and get them fake followers and give them fake lives. And that's basically Instagram now. Now, there are lots of benefits, and I am not talking crap about any of this. I am just simply stating the facts and the things that I learned and the things that are true. (laughs) So, on the flip side, what exactly did I learn? I learned that I need to, in order to be fulfilled, because really, it's not the fame that you're ever wanting. It's the fulfillment of it. It's the the feeling of being impactful in somebody else's life and also being impactful in your own life. Seeing yourself in a different way and actually validating you yourself to yourself and validating yourself to your loved ones and the people around you and really just changing people's lives and you know just being being something and having a purpose that's really what you're after when you um when you say I or really what I was after when I said I wanted to be famous. That's really what I was saying. And so I actually um, realized that what I really needed to do was to chase impact and to not chase followers. Don't chase income. And I realized that when I had a better relationship with money, I no longer felt the need to need money. I no longer felt the want to want money. And I no longer had the urge to chase after it because that wasn't what I wanted. In my life, I wanted impact. I wanted to change people's lives. So I had to chase impact and not income, like I said before. So one of the ways that I did that was started the Bikini Diaries podcast, which I absolutely love. I love all of you ladies for listening in. You guys have been absolutely amazing. And I'm going to strive so hard to continue this, to continue to educate and to continue to bring more light and positivity to the sport of bodybuilding. Because if you're listening right now, um, thank you so much. I freaking love this sport. I love what it's done for my life. I've learned, I love what I've learned and I love what it does for everyone else. It's really shaped me into the person I am today, has given me the wisdom that I could not have gained if I did not encounter all of the um, experiences that I encountered and all of the people that I have met and all the lessons that I've learned. Um, so the podcast is definitely a way that I have been able to, to chase impact. I definitely feel like my job with Boss Bodies has been a way to um, really help people. I do love our company and what we stand for. I love that we're all natural athletes. I love that we are um, educating women on um, creating balance in the um the fitness community, in prep, um, trying to have healthier preps, trying to um, change the way, the perspective of people's minds going into shows, making it a 
a highlight of your life and not all of your life because that was something else that I had to change in my life was to make to think of competing as a highlight and not my entire life but remember who I was as a person and not necessarily trying to engulf myself into a an identity of a bikini competitor but really realizing that yes Naima you are a person and to set that uh, that truth forward. I also realized that, you know, going after being famous wasn't what I really wanted in life. Um, what I really want in life is a family. And I don't think that I would have realized how important family was if I didn't get into the sport um, of bodybuilding. I think that sometimes growing up, we can be selfish and sometimes going after a dream, we can be selfish. And when we actually put ourselves in a position to where we are choosing one over the other, we really realize what's more important to us and we um, take that lesson as a blessing. So I am so excited about this episode. I hope that you learned so much. I'm just going to quickly review what I went over. I know there were so many things in there, but there was five different things that I talked about. One was thinking that I was going to have so much fun on this journey all the time, but realized quickly that competing is like a job. It is a lot of hard work. It is very precise. A lot of things go into it, but from there, you learn a lot about health, you learn a lot about balance, and you learn a lot about nutrition, and you learn a lot about being in tune with your body. Next, I thought that all of the athletes were fair game. Everyone was natural. You know, everybody, um, you know, was doing what I was doing. But the truth is, is that there are, um, you should never play the comparison game. You never know what someone is taking. Drugs are very um, widely used in the bikini field. And that's why when you go in to compete, you should always um, remember that it's you against you and never compare yourself to anyone else. And just remember that this is your journey that you're on and your journey is the only journey that matters. I thought I would look at number three. I thought I would look good forever, but that is not the case. You do gain weight afterwards. You do change the way that you see yourself. And on the flip side, you learn how to love yourself more. You learn how to have better relationships with yourself and to have better relationships with other people. Number four, I thought I would be rich when I started competing. Heck no. I was not rich. Oh, and mind you, let me throw in there. Not what not only was I not rich, but bikini competing is very very expensive. When I first started, I once paid a coach $1000 a month for a whole 8 months to coach me. Was I crazy? Probably so, but it is not cheap. It is not going to make you money. It is going to cost you money. But on the flip side, I learned how to start a business. I learned that um, what what a business can do for me. I learned how to create a healthier relationship with money and have a good money mindset so that I could hopefully in the future create the abundance that I um, that I'm that I want in my life. 
And finally, I thought I would be famous, but hello, you know, those followers, that's not going to get you famous. And honestly, what I really wanted was to be impactful and I wanted um, to touch people's lives in a real in a real way. And that's how the Bikini Diaries podcast came about. So, oh, I'm so excited about this episode. Thank you so much for listening. You ladies are amazing. And don't forget, if you want to support the podcast, there are Bikini Diaries tank tops that you're able to check out. There is a link below. If you're interested in connecting with me, you can connect with me on Naima Fit on Instagram. You can go to my website, www.naimafit.com. And you can also email me, naimafit at gmail.com, if you have any questions or anything like that. Well, you ladies have a wonderful Tuesday. If you love this episode, just as much as I love this episode, and you know someone who may love this episode just as much as you and I loved this episode, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you could help me help others. So please, if you loved it, it takes 30 seconds to leave me a five-star review and share with all of your friends. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And always remember to never give up on your dreams.